Mentors is a podcast made by women for women. We talk with a wide variety of experts, ranging from a sex therapist to the CDC and everywhere in between to bring you the stories you're only going to hear here. Our goal is to entertain and educate because it's more clear now than ever just how much we as women are doing as parents, as spouses, employees, just as everything. Don't miss out on being in the know. Subscribe to Soul Source wherever you listen to podcasts today. Leave us a review too, because this part's really important. When you leave those reviews, that's how we're able to continue bringing you the content you love each and every week. So buckle up, Soul Source Society, because we're about to get started. It's never too late, um, especially if it's something you're just like super passionate about and it's weighing on you. I think you'll know when that moment is. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Raquel Lamel. I hope you're having a fantastic day out there. I hope your summer is going well. Maybe you got out in the last few days. You took a trip somewhere. You're planning a trip somewhere. I mean, I know many people. They're just so excited to get out and about, and it feels so darn good. I don't know about you, but I've always been in awe of those amazing photos that you see on social media from those media influencers and the bloggers. And they post these incredible places that they visit. Many times those posts are possible because those influences, influencers are advertising a certain destination for travelers. But how does one become a social media influencer? I mean... Many of these people are just like you and I, but somehow they seem to live what appears to be this glamorous and adventurous lifestyle, and they have millions of followers to boot. Well, it's not always as glamorous as it appears, and there's very specific science to becoming a social media travel influencer. And to break it all down for me is Monica Houghton, but you might know her as the face behind the popular Instagram account from here to Sunday. Monica, welcome to SoulSource. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. <laughs> I'm happy to have you. And I am so excited to pick your brain on this because, I mean, this has been something that we talk about in the office here at Red Shoes all the time. We're always just amazed at, at the social media influencers. I mean, the, the pictures you guys post are incredible. So this is going to be fun. Definitely. Yeah, I'm excited to dig in. So you're a social media influencer. Well, you were. You spent That was your full-time job here for four years of your adult life, solely making a living, posting photos online, various travel destinations, writing columns for, you said, Forbes and other high-end travel publications. How did you get started in this lifestyle? Oh, it's a great first question. Um, you know, I was already traveling quite heavily and I already had this travel blog from here to Sunday. Um, it wasn't until I kind of got more and more into social media from the blog itself that I got more into Instagram and what that world was all about, but I was already traveling and felt like, um, something I loved to do was to write. And so I would write about my stories and just share destinations and what, you know, each place had to offer. And then, you know, as soon as I got more into Instagram, started showing images and stories behind the scenes. Oh my goodness. So what type of a person is good for a job like this? Um, the type of person that would be good. Um, I would say like specifically for social media, I guess, and influencing and, and travel writing. I think you, you have to have a passion for content creation and, mm -hmm. um, with whatever segment you're in, in this case, travel, obviously. So you have to like to travel. 
um, a lot because it becomes your day job, you know, like it doesn't just become these vacations you go on, but it becomes the experience you write about to be able to sell a destination or a travel product or a travel service. So you have to really be passionate, I would say. Um, and also just, you know, generally I would say someone who is curious about learning more within the space. Cause I think those are the folks that are really growing and, and doing really well. Well, and you're, you're attached to your phone, right? You're really attached to your phone and the internet. Yeah, you are. I mean, especially to grow and to keep an engaged audience, you have to be connected. Um, so yeah, always. Okay. So I mentioned at the top that we're, it's not all glamour. We see the glamour. That's what is shown, but it's not all glamour. Were you homeless at one point? <laughs> I was. Yeah, I was like purely nomadic. So lived out of a suitcase, sometimes a backpack and yeah, just went from place to place based on whatever schedule I created or whatever brand I was working with. Um, and yeah, that kind of kept things really lively and fun. Um, but yeah, I moved around for four years just being on the road. What is that like? Not ever having like one place that you call home and just going all over. You know, I would say like you start to become really grateful for the little things, right? Like you have this insane, cause, um, you know, we talk about like creature comforts and, you know, having those every single day when you have a home base, but when you are purposefully setting out to be a nomad, you, you only have what you bring with you. It's a very minimalist kind of lifestyle. So I would say you do become really grateful for, for just about anything you can think of. Um, it's, it's a great experience. I would say it's funny because I get a lot of criticism. I say I would have gotten a lot of criticism from folks when I've talked about the lifestyle, because a lot of people will say, oh, that doesn't sound attractive at all. I would never want to do that. But I think there's a little bit of a, a miss there in understanding all the value you get out of being able to be free. I mean, you have so much independence to be able to pick up and go wherever you want. And again, the gratitude is insane. <laughs> and so tell me a little bit about how you, how you plan for a life like that, because you mentioned the creature comforts. I mean, just a place to go to the bathroom a bed to sleep in, a shower, like simple things, right? How do you plan your day around that? You know, it, it does take someone to be very organized when you are living the nomad lifestyle. I think planning wise, it's really like, there's so much flexibility. You know, I know some nomads that kind of set up camp in Bali and they live in Bali. You know, I know other nomads that are hopping around Africa and every week they're in a new destination. Um, so I think it really depends on like the speed in which you want to travel or the, how much you want to soak in one culture or area that you're in to explore. For me, it like changed throughout the years, how long I was somewhere and when I needed to have like a sublet and, you know, experience over more than a few months versus somewhere just for a few days. Um, so it really varied heavily. Like at one point I felt a little burnt out from the amount of, you know, planes, trains and, and rental cars. 
and set up, set up in uh, Chiang Mai and had a sublet there. And I had my own bathroom and, you know, everything kind of accessible, but it really varied depending on, you know, what was going on. That makes a lot of sense. Now, did you did you plan to be a nomad? Like when you got into this, was that the intent? Or how did that come about? Because that's pretty extreme. Yeah, you know, it kind of like naturally happened. I I was in San Francisco where I am now, and I left because I was curious what other lifestyles were out there and what other places there were to explore. I felt like very comfortable in a way in San Francisco. And I was like, what else is there? And so I started in the U S and I just went to different regions in the U S I hadn't explored before. And that kind of snowballed into more and more travel and eventually going abroad and exploring more internationally. So yeah, it just, it naturally happened. I'd say. Now, is that common? Is that what most social media influencers are doing? Is that nomadic lifestyle or is it more common to be like stationed somewhere? You know, it's a good question. I I'd say the majority of the network of folks that I met mostly had a home base. Um and they would travel around trip from that that home base. The, the I did meet a few folks that were were nomadic and still are today, but I think it's a smaller I would say it's probably a smaller segment of folks. It's it, it is quite a bit to keep up with. <laughs> okay. How I you know, we're posting these glamorous photos, right? As a social media influencer, that's, that's what we see is it's not that high end ultra lifestyle though. What, give me the, like the nitty gritty. What is it really like? Are you really staying in these, you know, billion dollar resorts or is it something, you know, not quite the same? What, what, what's really happening behind that photo? The real life behind the scenes. Yes. Give us the details. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, right? Because I think I was just chatting with some friends about this earlier this week, too, of like the reality. And I think especially on Instagram with these curated, you know, profiles and images, there there are some uh, influencers, I would say, that do a really good job showing this is the real life now behind the mm-hmm. scenes. Like they'll do the scroll image of, this was the photo at the resort. And then the next image is like, here's what it took to get that photo. And the whole time you're being sponsored to stay at this amazing resort, you're being asked to create content. I mean, you're working that whole time. So I'd say like, there's a value in like the dreamers of influencers that show this like beautiful escape kind of life. Um, But I will say, I think it comes with a caveat of it's, it's something you work really hard to land behind the scenes. And um, it's not always super glamorous. It's a lot of work to land these sponsorships and partner um, with with different folks. So, yeah. <laughs> and so that leads me right into my next question. The sponsorships and the partners. I mean, how do you even go about that? How do you go from, okay, I think this is a cool job. I want to do this to actually making that your job? What do you do? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I have a magical answer here, but I will say what helped me was networking, like a significant amount of networking. Um, I started on a lot of Facebook groups, Twitter groups. I work at Twitter full-time, so shout out to Twitter. Um, And a lot of these social media groups where I could meet other people. And one of the segments I worked in the most was solo female travel. 
And so I would join a lot of groups on Facebook, like uh, We Are Travel Girls. I met those founders, Becky and Vanessa. They're awesome. Um, The Travel Women, uh, Girls Love Travel, like some of these groups that you can find in Google when you search like solo female travel and like just doing the research to get to know more people in the space. You can learn so much about kind of just how to get started. I would say with blogging and with social, it's never too late. You can always start something, pick a platform, you name it and get started and just start writing, taking photos and really carving out the space that you're most passionate about. So it may not be videos and, and reels and TikToks. It may be, you know, long form stories and writing and interviews and et cetera. So really like finding what works for you, I would say, and networking. So it's like very like niche focused, right? Like you really want to find that little groove that you fit into. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Okay. Now, is there like, when you're going to these brands and you know, you're trying to create this content, do you have to have like a certain number of followers for them to say, okay, we'll work with you. Like, is there a magic number there or do they have different expectations? Um, yeah, I wouldn't say there's a magic number. Um, actually some of the best brands I worked with, I was, I had under 5,000 followers and it really didn't matter like what number you had of followers. It just mattered if you were able to kind of meet the brief of the brand and create content for the brand. So yeah, definitely no like specific numbers you need to hit. It sounds like this is a lot, a lot of research on the front end before you can jump in. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I think back to the networking point, like definitely people help so much with it. When you get into the nitty gritty of like trying to figure out like advertising a blog and, you know, getting ad payments and passive income through your blogging and all of that, it gets very detailed and there is a lot of research. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so speaking of research, I have to ask you this because you said that you're, you're all about the solo female traveler. Well, as a woman, I have to ask this question, danger, right? Stranger danger. I mean, this is what comes to mind. We're, we're taught this a lot as, as women is to, you know, make sure that you're protected and, and make sure that you stay safe and, you know, travel in packs. You hear about, you know, the people who will walk through a parking lot with keys between their fingers, right? Like, just all of these things that were taught as women. So if you're going to all of these places all over the world alone, is there an element of safety that you're really making sure that, that you keep in mind? Like, what would you want if, if a young woman is listening to this and she's like, oh, this is what I wanna do. What kind of advice do you have for her to do this sort of travel that you did? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think, there's a layer of this where you have to use your, your gut instincts and just being a woman out there in the world, you probably know where you might feel more cautious in some scenarios over others at nighttime alone, walking on the street, et cetera. Um, so I think there is, there's a little bit of that, but I would say, especially traveling to a destination you haven't been to before, don't really know much about, you absolutely need to do the research and, and Google's your best friend with like solo female travel in and type in the name of, you know, the city or country, wherever you're going, because you'll be able to learn so much about, you know, common scams that there might be in that place that you could easily avoid if you just have the knowledge. 
about it. So I think solo female travel, especially in like, I think you can really make the most of it, the more knowledge you have going into it, um, Mm -hmm. about what, what you can expect. So I would say definitely do your research. Do the research. This is the theme I keep hearing is research, research, research. Yep. <laughs> so you and I were both millennials, right? So social media influencer was was born literally with, with our generation. But now many of us were approaching that middle age. We're kind of having some more responsibilities in life. This idea of, you know, maybe there's a trip that we've always wanted to take or somewhere you've always wanted to go. And, and it almost can seem like there's too much responsibility to do that now. You took a really big leap of faith and you know traveled the world essentially. Is there any advice that you would have for people who might be feeling like, you know, there's this really cool thing I've always wanted to do, whether it's take a trip or change careers or I mean anything. What advice do you have for people about doing a big move like that? Yeah, I mean, I'd say it's never too late. Um, especially if it's something you're just like super passionate about and it's weighing on you, I think you'll know when that moment is for me, like all the stars kind of aligned for me to go actually set out and purposefully do this. Um, and I think there's, yeah, there's a little bit of just kind of, you know, checking in with yourself to see if this is something that you really want to do and go after. I'd also say, that sometimes with, you know, quitting your job to travel the world, you know, this millennial, you know, phase everyone goes through. Um, I would say that it can sound like this huge undertaking, and I don't think it needs to be. I think it can just be like, where, where would you want to explore and just start there? And you don't have to do this for years. You don't have to be nomadic. You know, you can do it whatever way works for you. Um, and for budgeting purposes and income, like I would say really, especially if you are freelancing, like setting a schedule and making sure you're making time for all of this, um, to be able to enjoy the travel and the work as you go. Um, so those are a few things. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's great. It's great advice that it's never too late because I think that's, you hear about people in regrets, right? You know, on their deathbed, they have regrets and it's usually something they didn't do out of, out of fear. And it's really easy to be afraid to take a big chance like that and do a big risk. So I think that's a really important, important point to make. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. Just go and do it if you need to, if you want to. (laughs) And so, you know, you, you did, you went and you, you traveled the world for four years, different parts of the U S and then the world. So, um, what, what was it that made you know that, okay, now this is when you wanted to stop. You wanted to make a change. How do you know when that is where you're headed? Yeah. I mean, I had no idea it was going to last that long. I honestly just started traveling. I didn't say like four years and then I will be done. So it just sort of just the same way it started. It was the same way it ended. It just sort of naturally kind of ended for me. Um, cause I am back in San Francisco full-time working in a full-time job. So very different life. And I wanted to have that experience. Um, I'd say the moment I knew was my, my last place I was in was, was in Thailand. And I was really craving like, um, kind of a longer term, like community of friends and family and network of, of people that were in person. Um, so I had like a really good network of folks in these places I would go to, but everyone was very transient. 
So I would make a new friend, they would leave or I would leave or, you know, and so I was, I've started to crave that more and more. And those creature comforts we talked about earlier, like I, I had more of a craving for the stability. Um, so I went out there and I did it and I'm so, so glad I did no regrets, but yeah, it was just time to come back and landed on coming back to San Francisco again. Is that something that happens a lot with the social media influencer career path? Is it, is it a high, I don't want to say high burnout, but like a high turnover rate? You know, within travel and obviously COVID happening now. So that adds another layer of complexity to this, but yep. I, you know, you kind of follow people through their lives. Like, you know, I know so many folks that are like, now they're getting married or they're having a baby and, or they're, they're kind of shifting from travel to lifestyle and, you know, home design and different categories. And just, you know, I think having, it it depends on like what your brand is and your niche and what you're targeting, of course, but I've seen so many influence kind of influencers navigate different areas as they go. And to that point, I uh, have a, I've stalked your social media a little bit, I'll admit. And so, um, I, I mean, you're still doing a lot of like travel influencer posting, but you're not doing that traveling. Tell me a little bit about where people can find you and the sort of stuff that they're going to see. Yeah. So I can be found from here to Sunday, which means to be everywhere and anywhere, which kind of matched the nomad lifestyle, but from here to Sunday.com is my blog. And then I'm from here to Sunday on Instagram. I, you know, the content you can find now is really like staycation fun around the Bay area and Northern California, um, just because of COVID-19 and everything happening with the, the pandemic, it's been more local kind of travel um, and what's going on here locally in San Francisco as well. (laughs) Hey, it's still good. I bet you that's a hot topic right now too. Staycations. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, for sure. Monica, this has been a lot of fun and I really appreciate you being here and, and just giving us like the inside scoop on this whole social media influencer lifestyle. It seems like this, this crazy career that is just unattainable. So to hear how someone did it is just, it's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. (laughs) Thank you for listening. And if you want to hear more soul source, just subscribe to our show. We're available wherever you listen to podcasts and you can watch us too. We're on YouTube. Just look for soul source. Soul source is brought to you by red shoes Inc., a leading agency specializing in crisis and strategic communications, media relations, social media, and so much more to learn more about soul source and red shoes. Visit us at redshoesinc.com.